All right, time to uh, talk about the geriatric unit that is our Congress. Ah, yes, yes. It's uh, it's their one activity day coming up pretty soon. Oh, oh what fun. What is an activity? What fun. Welcome, everyone, to Lessons with Mike. Very special election coverage episode. Woo. Woo. I'm here with... Hey, I'm Jesse, and it's finally good to be back again after almost 30 episodes. Yeah, it's been quite a while, but, uh, you know, we finally had to bring him back. That's a lot of episodes. I'm, I'm Joseph. Yeah, you, you, you've been on a few episodes before, but anyway. So today we're going to be uh, talking over, going over all the Senate races. We're going to go over a few governor's races and a few of the House races as well, see where they all stand. But just so no one accuses us of bias, I have all of them in alphabetical order on this magic notepad. He does. It's a, it's a beautiful notepad. First one up is Alabama. Republican is Katie Britt. Democrat is Dr. Will Boyd. And, you know, it's Alabama, so we're not going to spend much time on this one. Uh, Katie Britt was the chief of staff to the previous person, Richard Shelby, who retired. And I tried to find information about Dr. Boyd, but his entire campaign website is just, it seems like a self-promotion for his biography. So I don't think that there's any serious there. Any, any thoughts? Um, not really. I mean, Alabama, you know, they like to keep it in the family. And, you know. <laughs> No, um, I, I think that's a pretty open and shut case. Yeah, Jesse, anything? It's a deep south state. It's a red state. Don't make that difference. Yeah, we don't need to add anything it's, to that. Yeah. Okay. Would, you, would we like to formally call it for... We're, we're going to formally call Alabama for the Republicans. <laughs> well, you heard it first here. <laughs> Lessons with Mike. Lessons with Mike predicted this. <laughs> we, we've been here... Come back uh, after the election uh, results. We've been here a week early, and we are calling <laughs> Alabama for what's what's the for Katie Britt for Katie Britt. Unfortunately, Th- there was some drama in Alabama. Remember what's going on? Uh, wh- which new with, thing uh, now? with with Mo Brooks? Uh, Trump endorsed him, and then a few weeks later said, "No, I don't like you. I'm changing my endorsement." I mean that's fair, but I mean I can't imagine Trump not endorsing somebody named Mo Brooks. <laughs> it just it's, it has keep it in the family logo uh, all over it. <laughs> Next state we have. This is one we're going to spend a little bit more time about. Alaska. Mm. So, a lot of here's the background information. Four people on the ballot. It's ranked choice voting, and you keep going until one candidate gets to 50%. Lisa Murkowski has served three terms and has never won 50%. Her first term, she was appointed by her father. She was elected three times after that. One time with 48%, next time 39%, next time 44%. Never passed 50 the other Republican candidate is the one that Trump is backing, Kelly Shibaka. She used to be in charge of uh, some sort of department. And there's Pat Chesbrough, the Democrat, who is probably not going to register that much support. And then the other candidate, Republican Buzz Kelly, who has already withdrawn from the race and endured, and has endorsed uh, Shibaka. So, thoughts, Jesse? I thought you said Shibaka for a sec. <laughs> well, that would be interesting. That would be a lot cooler. That would be. <laughs> Um, did you have any thoughts? I mean, I'm just looking at it again right now, and like I said, with most of the other states, I feel like the incumbent's probably going to win, so I'm probably going to give it to Lisa. Yeah, Lisa. Out of the four, uh, you're, you're okay. <laughs> I mean, in, in all honesty, I mean, I think there's, uh, I guess the T is silent in uh, Chewbacca's name. It, it, it is. Um, but yeah, I... I'm looking at several polls here, and I've got Murkowski up one, Murkowski up two. Uh, the third poll in the field uh, is uh, Shivaka up nine, then Shivaka up eight, 
then Murkowski up two, up two, and then Chewbacca up eight again. So, so it really depends. It's on... anybody's game, but regardless, uh, they are both uh, Republicans. And with rank choice voting is a new thing for Alaska. It's yeah. it's what this is the second election they've used. It's the here. second one because uh, remember a few months ago a Democrat actually won the House election. Yes, that's yeah, that's true. Yeah. Remind me, what's ranked choice voting again? Ranked choice voting. Fun fact for all your listeners. Normally in American elections, the system is called pass the post voting. So you vote, and it's real simple. Whoever has the most votes wins. In ranked choice voting, if no candidate gets 50%, whoever got the least amount of votes is eliminated, and then their votes go to their second choice. So, uh, for example, in filling out a ballot, you'd be like, first choice, Bernie Sanders. Second choice, uh, Joe Biden. Or whatever. Those are just generic, made-up names, and that would keep going until someone has fifty percent. So now you know. So depending on who gets eliminated first, it could go either way. But uh, I'm gonna give it to Lisa. Yeah, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say uh, Murkowski, uh, but uh, with a little asterisk there, it could be anyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up, another one that we're gonna take a while to talk about: uh, Arizona. This was an interesting one, too, especially in the 2020 election, because a lot of people thought this state was going to be Republican, but... I, I never thought that. That was, like, the one state I was very convinced would never be Republican. I thought they were Republican, weren't they? No, I mean, like, in the past election, 2020, but anyway. Oh, okay, okay. So, the past two elections for Senate in Arizona, 2018, the Democrat won with 49.96. 2020, the Democrat won with 51.2%. So this this uh, this election, it's Mark Kelly, the incumbent, who won the special election last year against Blake Masters, who I have in my notes is a business dude. And the reason I don't have anything else about him is because I really don't like him and didn't feel like doing any more research about him. <laughs> That's the brutal honesty you'll only find here on Lessons with Mike. And it, it, I really don't like hearing him speak. But uh, I, I, Jesse, what do you think about this this race? I feel like it's probably going to go to the Democrats again because Mark Kelly, if he's the incumbent and he's running again, so it's probably going to go to him. Yeah, and actually this is one the Democrats are actually doing still. The polls, you know, have shifted a lot in recent weeks, but in this one, Democrats are still positioned in a fairly good spot. Um. Yeah, I've been looking, trying to look for this poll, but <laughs> I kept putting AR, forgetting that's Arkansas. I was like, that is not the name I'm looking for. I mean, it is nice, um, though. It, it, you're right, it is. Okay, so Arizona. Um, so, yeah, it's Masters v. Kelly. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I, I'm going with Kelly. Yeah, like, he's an astronaut. He's, I mean, it, it makes sense. And uh, he's up. Uh, he's currently up. Uh, actually, he's only up two points. Yeah, It's going to be close, I think. But I, I still think Kelly's going to win. And yeah, I do too. Depending on Kelly's margin... I think that will determine who wins the governor because uh, the governor in Arizona is very interesting. It's uh, Kerry Lake and the Democrat, whose name is not coming to my head right now. Uh, Democrat is Hobbs. Hobbs, okay, yeah. So and so that'll be interesting. So if Kelly does really well, that could boost other candidates. That'd be something to look at. So, so far, we're all in agreement on all three. This is incredible. Next state we have to look at, Arkansas. Arkansas. It's John mm-hmm. Boozman. And Natalie James, and uh, doesn't have a Wikipedia article, so we can't really do a whole lot of information on it. Like <laughs> I, a quick, I went up. beyond Wikipedia when I did this research, Jesse. I went to like I have data and everything, but John Boozman won his last election with nearly sixty percent of the vote, 
uh, Arkansas is uh, probably not going to change anytime soon. Um, I, I completely agree. Are, are we willing to call it? Yeah, we're Same just going to call Alabama. it. All right. Red state. But we're in we're Arkansas. Republican. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're going to call Arkansas for the Republicans. You heard it here. Congrats, Boozman. We, we, we have certified you as the winner of the election a week early. No yeah. need to count the votes. No, no need to count. Oh, uh, no, we, we should still count. No, we could no. have an upset. I would very much like an upset. <laughs> That'd be the, that'd be a huge upset. God, that'd be oh, yeah. the best upset. <laughs> Alabama or Arkansas. We already got Alabama in our lifetime. We're not gonna get it again. Uh, you know what? Never bet against Bama. <laughs> Actually, you can bet against Bama. It's not gonna happen. Next up, California. Probably don't need to do a lot of time discussing it. Well, I'm still gonna discuss who's running, Jesse. So the I listeners mean, yeah, are uh, It's Alex Padilla. Mark Messer is the Republican. Alex Padilla was appointed. Uh, by Gavin Newsom when Kamala became vice president. So, and this is actually interesting, actually, because the previous two Senate elections in California have been between two Democrats. So this is the first time in three elections it's between a Democrat and a Republican. Hmm. Because California does it very differently than most states, there's a general primary, and then whoever's top two just go to the general. Uh, This time, no other Democrats ran, so a Republican got the number two spot. And he also doesn't have a Wikipedia page. Jesse, I can tell that uh, you did a lot of Wikipedia scrolling before we came here. No, I'm looking at it right now as you're going along. Fascinating. All right, next up. Actually, Jesse, I have a question. Yeah. When you were looking for the Alaska stuff for Wikipedia, did you check Wikipedia? Ah, I forgot to check that. (laughs) For Chewbacca? Yeah, I forgot. My bad. Oh, Uh, that's a terrible joke. Sorry, guys. You know, know, if it turns out, there's, there's probably some people in Alaska who are just because I know people like this. People have told me I vote for whoever's name sounds the best. They don't. They don't care about who politics. Said that? It, it was. I, I'm not going to say his name. Out of, I don't want to embarrass him. But he said, I, when I go there, I just look at the names, and whoever's name sounds the best, I just click there. Click. Uh, click their little bubble. Was, oh. You know, actually, I think that's the most uh, open hmm? I've, I've heard anyone being. I'm not saying it's very smart, <laughs> but. I mean, I, it's, it's a lot better than a lot of the hard redliners, so I'll, I'll take it. You know, and statistically, you're likely to pick uh, more Democrats than Republicans because Democrats are more diverse, generally speaking. They generally have more interesting names unless you just are very interested by names like Mo and <laughs> um, Lester. Yeah. All right, so California, we're going to go ahead and call, right? Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm going to throw a little thing out there. No, I'm not. Uh, yeah, you call you're California. Not. Yeah, call California. All right. Next up, Colorado, Michael Bennett, third term, Democrat incumbent against Joe O'Day, the Republican challenger who owns a construction company. He's got a little bit of money, a good bit of money, and Trump actually doesn't like this guy at all. Trump has refused to endorse him and has actually gotten mad at other people, like Ron DeSantis, for campaigning with him, saying it's a waste of time and he's not a real Republican. Uh, Pro-choice Republican, uh, very moderate on a lot of things, okay with a lot of things, and Michael Bennett has never won with more than 50%. First election, 48%. Second election, 49%. And this is one I was actually going back and forth on, but based on the polling data, I'm going to have to go with uh, Michael Bennett for a final answer for that one. Jesse, your thoughts? He's the incumbent. He's probably going to win it again, Michael Bennett. You say the same thing for everything. Not everything. (laughs) Well, I mean, he might be right. I I actually think, I mean, the, the polling right now suggests that, uh, or I mean it outright says, that O'Day is at 44.4% behind uh, Bennett's 52.5%. So, I mean, it's really only about an eight-point race. Yeah. 
that's pretty close to the margin of error. I think the margin of error right now they're saying is about five percent. Yeah. So like, this is one that could be an upset. That, yeah, it it definitely could be an upset. I mean, we have uh, uh, in uh, in the House of Representatives, like Lauren Boebert is from Colorado, mm-hmm. like she's an absolute nutcase, mm-hmm. and I mean, like it could it could happen. Uh, there are a lot of people that feel very disenfranchised in more democratic states. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if they get enough, you know, independents to come out and they persuade enough, like, people that they persuade the base enough, you, I mean, O'Day could pull it out, especially with Bennett not having, you know, 50% mm-hmm. in any of his previous elections. One thing that's going to be interesting is to see how well, because as far as I know, this is the only major Republican that's running this year that Trump has said, that he's not interested in air Trump. So yeah. that'll be an interesting factor to see if he's able to get Republicans to even vote for him with it, that in mind. It definitely could pull some Democrats across the board that have been considering switching. Mm-hmm. And like, they, yeah. There's definitely a lot of appeal for a Republican that is not uh, a uh, election denier or a uh, Trump enthusiast. Well, uh, Joe O'Day literally said that... Uh, if he elect, if elected, he promises to be the Republican version of Joe Manchin, which is not something we need. No, we, we don't need any versions of Jesus Joe Manchin. Christ. Okay, yeah. So, uh, I I think Bennett takes it. Yeah. All right. Next up, Connecticut uh, Democrat Richard Blumenthal uh, won two terms before, fifty-five percent, sixty-three percent. Republican challenger, Leah Rolevi, a businesswoman. She doesn't stand a chance at all. It's not even going to be close. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm showing a 17-point gap here. Yeah, it's it's that unless there's some major, major, major upset, I'm 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 calling it for Blumenthal. Connecticut yeah. is one of those New England blue states that's been upset with the Democrats. What's interesting about those states, and we'll come back to this when we go to the governors. A lot of those northeastern states have huge Republican governor victories. Yeah, and then huge Democratic senator victories. Is so. it New Hampshire I'm thinking about? That's it's up uh, in up in the air right now. Yes. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. We'll get to that one. So next up, we've got uh, something that I was hoping would be closer, but is not as close yeah. as I was hoping, uh, is Florida. Uh, Val Demings, U.S. Congresswoman, Democrat, challenging Marco Rubio, the Republican incumbent, who, you know, in previous elections, you would think this would be closer, 48%, 52%. Um but I'm not thinking it's going to be close at all this time. I mean, currently they've got it at 44% and 53%. So that's gone down even further. Yeah, there, there is, there's no way. And what's interesting is Florida probably got the best Democrat candidates they could have. And just because of how things are, there's simply no way. Well, I mean, you have to think they've got all, all of the boomers. Yeah. Well, not all of them, but all of them. Like, you've got, I mean, they show up to vote. They they vote mm-hmm. more than any other like voting block in, in the country. You just drop a ballot box in a retirement home and yeah. wheel them down there. Yeah, they don't even know what they're signing. I mean, I, I'd say most of them. So, know a what lot of them probably do. Some I think, of them probably don't. I think it'd be really cruel if anyone does that. I hope bad things happen to you. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but yeah, I I, I don't see any way that Demings pulls this out. Unfortunately. Um, Jesse's over there. Every time I say unfortunately, he's like, no, I mean it's fortunate. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jesse is the uh, Jesse's sitting on my right because he represents the right side of the the, uh, the, the, the right wing. No, you're not a centrist. Don't, e- don't even pretend. I've literally done the political compass like five times. Jesse, the political the compass middle. is not okay. We're moving on from that. If, no, actually, if we're if we're going on here, 
If you're at center right, I guess that makes me like European hard left. <laughs> Probably. I uh, I'm hard left on most things except guns. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty left on most things, but I'm very pro Second Amendment. Oh yeah. Yes. I, universal background checks. Yes, I'm good for that. Yeah. Otherwise, I yeah. Give, right. give me my AR. Let me smoke pot. Let people marry whoever they want to marry, and uh, also in the mix of it, let's get some free health care. You know, for more information about guns, my, me and Joseph, uh, check out episode, I believe, six. six. Yes, episode six, where we talk about guns. What a time that was. It was, it was a strange, it was a good time. Before my first episode. They were the best of times. Just the medium of times. They actually weren't the worst of They weren't that it bad times. just the average times. Anyway, so everyone's saying Marco uh, Rubio's going to yeah, win? Rubio's okay. All right, next up we have... He said incumbent. If you say, start the incumbent count. Every time Jesse says that word... Currently we're at four, I think. Yeah, every time right, Jesse man. says incumbent, you have to donate a dollar to my podcast. Man, if I was not out of liquor right now, every time Jesse says incumbent from here on out, I would drink. <laughs> Just take but a shot. I don't have any in the incumbent. house right now. Okay. Incumbent. No. Incumbent. <laughs> Saving up for later. This next one... I keep going back and forth on this one, too. It should be easy, but uh, unfortunately it's not. It's Georgia against the Democratic incumbent, Raphael Warnock, and the Republican challenger, Herschel Walker, a former football player who has a history of saying unbelievably stupid things. Yeah. And they're not stupid as in, oh, I disagree with this. They're stupid as in a a young child has higher intelligence. Examples? (laughs) I'll give you an example. Herschel Walker said, seriously... If evolution is is real, why are there still monkeys? That's that's the whole quote. Yeah, that's not like an excerpt. No, that's where he mic dropped. He seriously said this and thought it was this big gotcha. <laughs> that's that's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. He uh, so I think we should bring this up. Uh, Herschel Walker is currently dealing with. Uh, Two, I think two separate two women. Separate women. They might yeah. be the same woman, but it it's is, at least two it instances. It is two separate two women, women okay. who have come forward and said that uh, he paid for them to have an abortion and pushed for them to do so. Um, uh, one, there was actually a check, you know, that that was like um, provided. I suppose mm-hmm. is how they said it. I, I don't know, um, but it was signed H and. Uh, for Herschel Walker, and you know, like I, he's supposed to be this pro-life uh, candidate, and I do think that the hypocrisy in that, you know, could dissuade some right, uh, like right-wing voters, mm-hmm. some, but not, I don't think it will dissuade many. I think a lot of them will come out for him just because, and he, he's just. He does not belong. I mean, it's the same thing with uh, Tommy Turberville. From they just they're, they're just not cut out for this. You can be like, no, just stop, please. And then Raphael Warnock's one. Of, did you remember in the debate when he brought out his prop badge and was like, "I was a deputy." <laughs> yeah, like uh, he was talking about standing with the police, and you know, Herschel just whips out his badge, and it's like it's like a fake badge. It was given to him as an honorary, like, like. Thank you, Herschel, for supporting our, you know, police. And they did an interview with the, uh, the I guess it's the police chief or whatever from yeah. the, that gave it to him. And the guy was like, "Yeah, I support Herschel, but uh, it's you know, he basically <laughs> says without saying it's it's just like an honorary <laughs> thing." Oh man, 
So here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking if this goes to a runoff, it goes to Herschel, and if it doesn't go to a run, if it does not go to a runoff, then Warnock will win just barely. I think that's fair. I wouldn't count Warnock out yet. I think that uh, it's 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 pretty close. They're within a point of each other. They're within half a point. Yeah. And I, up until this point, Warnock has been leading. Uh, today he is not. Um, I. So it has gotten closer. It has gotten closer, but I most of the polls they're using to make this poll all have Warnock up. I, I'm not saying the polls are accurate like 100% of the time because they're definitely not. I'm, I'm going to say I, I my prediction is I think Warnock will take it. It depends on how well the Libertarian candidate does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because... This is, to my understanding, I, I believe that mo- most libertarian votes come from Republicans. Yeah, they, they definitely tend to lean Republican. Mm-hmm. So, if he's able to get a good bit of the votes away from Herschel Walker, Warnock could get 50% if there's no runoff. Here's another factor. Some people are racist. That's just a fact. We'll just get oh, that yeah. out of the way. Oh, yeah. Some people, no matter what, and just like some people are sexist, some people will not vote for a black person regardless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's that's wrong and stupid, obviously. So that could be one factor that hinders Herschel from getting support. And the reason it wouldn't necessarily hinder Warnock is because there's, yeah. like we said, there's a libertarian candidate. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, a racist person were not going to vote for an African-American person, they would, I mean, they would have to either not vote or they would go vote for the Libertarian. Um, I, in saying that, I do think there will be a lot of racist people that still vote for Herschel because yeah. Trump backs him, mm-hmm. and because uh, racist people don't generally have a problem with using someone that's of true the opposite yeah. race to do what they want. Oh man, this is getting heavy. Uh, Jesse, what's your prediction? Well, like y'all were saying earlier, if it's pro- if it's going to a runoff, probably Warnock would win. And if it's like a main vote, I feel like with the split in between Libertarians and Republicans, Warnock might win it, but it could go to Herschel too. So Jesse's answer is, it could be either one of them. Yeah, it's one of those toss-ups. <laughs> Wait, why didn't you say the incumbent? Because there's like a runoff, because Warnock <laughs> had a runoff last election. No, that's fair. That's fair. I, I guess I guess enough. that's fair, yeah. All right. Uh, next up, Hawaii. Brian Schatz, 73% with his last election. Bob McDermott, just a member of the Hawaii House, doesn't stand a chance, is going to get completely obliterated. We can go yeah. ahead and call it. I'm going to call that one for Hawaii. I'm, I'm yeah. going to say the Democrats mm-hmm. win this one. All right, next up, Idaho. Mike Crapo won his last election, 66%. These names. Yeah, he's a Crapo guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, against the Democrat David Roth. Uh, we're going to call it for Mike Crapo, right? Yeah, Mike Crapo's winning. Next up, we got Illinois. Tammy Duckworth. 54.9% she won her last election. Democratic incumbent against Kathy Salvi, an attorney. Uh, this one is not like as close as like some of the others with like the high 60s and 70s. But I do think uh, Tammy Duckworth will win with 58, 57%, something like that. And just because her opponent just... This could have been potentially close uh, if the Republicans had invested heavily in it. Uh, but they're not going to do that because that would be a really stupid thing to do when there are other races that are more viable. So I think I'm going to give it to uh, Tammy Duckworth, the Democrats. Jesse? Given Illinois' political history and party history, I feel like since it is a blue state, usually most of the time it would go to Duckworth. That wasn't my mic. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. Do 
yeah, I'm coming for Duckworth for Illinois. Yeah, I'm going to do the same thing. All right, boom, boom, moving on. Next one we have Indiana. The mayor of Hammonds, Thomas McDermott Jr., is the Democrat challenging Todd Young. Uh, Todd Young, is this is his second term, won his last term with 52% of the vote. Um, like I said, same situation. This one potentially could have been close, but it's not going to be. It's not going to be a wipeout, uh, but I think Todd Young's going to win with upper 50 percentage, like 56, 57, something like that. Yeah, Todd Young will win. Would you like to say it again, Jesse? It's because he is the incumbent. There we go. Now Joseph can have his drink. <laughs> oh, oh, man. I can't. I don't have Oh. So, Joseph, do you agree with us about Indiana? Um, yeah, I do. I, I, so far, we're on the same page. Perfect. I love it. All right, next up. This is the one that makes me so angry. Probably more angry than, well, we haven't gotten to a few others. This one makes me very angry. Iowa, the 89-year-old incumbent who has served seven terms and has always... Seven? This is his eighth that he's running for. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. Mr. Chuck Grassley. Oh, Slippery Grassley. Yeah, against the retired uh, Admiral Michael Franken, the Democratic challenger. So, unfortunately, uh, Chuck Grassley has a really high chance of winning. And it could be close, though. This, this will definitely be his closest race, because I don't think he's ever lost by... He's always won by double digits, I'm fairly sure, certain. I think his first election he won by like 9.7, and then everything after that, it was high double digits. Yeah, currently he's up 12% in the polls. I think this one could be a sleeper. So, Yeah, and, and the, the Democratic candidate, Al Franken, has been coming up consistently. He hasn't dipped down. Yeah. Like, he is at the, his highest. And he's got a lot of connections. So, like, he's not one of those scary Democrats that Republicans warn you about. I like those. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, but uh, the scary Democrats don't... don't play well in these elections, unfortunately. Right. You're exactly right. He's got the military experience. He's still pretty old, but not quite nearly as old as Chuck Grassley. Uh, he's uh, got a lot of clout, I guess, in the community. Um, so based on those factors, I picked this one as my sleeper pick. This one's going to be my upset. Uh, we're going to give it to Michael Franken, just because I, I find it difficult to believe that an intelligent individual would vote for a 90-year-old man to represent him in, in a form of government. Well, I really hope you're right. Don't think you are. <laughs> yeah, you're not right. Yeah. I, it, look, if we were talking about uh, the Democrats voting for somebody who was 90 years old, I think there might be more shot for your statement to be right about them being like, well, he's 90. They got Diane Feinstein voting. Yeah, I know, yeah. but like twice, we can't do it twice. <laughs> oh, but like at the same, I'm just saying there might be more break off. I think most people still would, but we're talking about the Republicans. They're, they're not going to bite us much. Well, I think it's in a little bit more danger uh, of them losing it than, they, than the mainstream media is telling you because Trump had a rally there. Just uh, he was either, Recently, he had a rally there. So, I don't know. It doesn't make sense for me to go to a rally where you think there's no chance that your candidate will lose. So, I think they're concerned. I don't know. We're hopeful. Not that not, I'm not saying that, you know, a 90-year-old person can't confidently do the job. I'm just saying that I have doubts, and I would need some sort of uh, assurances that they'd be able to do it. Well, actually, I, I think the reason Trump is there yeah. has much less to do with this election than it does the next one. Yeah. Because Iowa's where the Iowa caucus That's is. True, That's true. Yeah. Trump is 
Trump is uh, going to announce his running very soon. And my guess is with his uh, multiple speaking engagements in Iowa this week yeah. that uh, he's either going to announce right before or right after the election. I would guess right after. Yeah. Here's what he's going to do. If the Republicans win big, he's going to take the credit for it. Oh, absolutely. If Republicans don't do as well, he's going to say, see, this is what happens when you leave Mitch McConnell in charge of things. And yep. then he's going to run independent and lose. No, he no, won't be He won't run independent. He'll, he'll run He'll run in the next election as a Republican regardless. And, I don't know, it'll, it'll be close. I think I think he'll have a much harder time winning the primary this go-around. Yeah, I think DeSantis is going to be really difficult for him to, to beat. In Florida, there's no way he beats DeSantis. Yeah, no, no, not a chance. Yeah. All right, uh, next up. Did you just give the skip thing on that? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought for sure. You, I, you said I was wrong, so I figured you didn't have anything else to add. Well, I figured since they've well, already. Well, say the line. Say your since line. They've, they've already elected the guy seven times, he's probably going to win it. But I feel like there should also be term limits. Like, there should be term limits. You shouldn't be running in an office for like seven terms. I, I, believe, I believe if you combine all of our ages. Well, no, that's not how math works. Anyway, what's this? 42 years. That's he's, he's been in office for. That's 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 a lot. That's time. a lot of it. Oh man, we're gonna move on next up to Kansas. The Republican incumbent Jerry Moran, who is the he won his last election with sixty two percent of the vote against Pastor Mark Holland, the Democratic challenger. Uh, don't need to spend much time on this one, I don't think. Yeah, think I'm gonna go ahead and call that one for Moran. We'll, we'll call it. Yeah. yeah, I'm calling it for Jerry. But right. I did want to go back to Iowa for a second. Oh, back to Iowa. Yeah, what yeah. do you got? What What would happen if Chuck Grassley were to die of old age? Would Frankie become the senator? Um, I'm not sure how it works in every state. In a lot of states, the governor appoints if there's a vacancy. In some states, the vacancy is kept vacant until the next election. Mm. So it would depend on what the specific laws are there. Okay. But yeah, next up, Kentucky. Another one that I really wanted to be close and potentially could have been close, but I don't think it will be. Republican Rand Paul, Democrat Charles Booker. Uh, I think Rand Paul is going to win with like high 50s, maybe at best low 50s, which is very unfortunate because I would love it if Charles Booker won. I just don't see it happening. Jesse? Well, snow in Kentucky. I feel like Rand Paul is going to win it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's going to it's going to win. Remember when we used to like Rand don't remind me. <laughs> but Ron. Yeah. Don't remind me. Yeah. Okay, this next one's going to be very interesting. Louisiana. Uh, so there's multiple candidates running, just like Georgia. This one could be a runoff. Uh, but it doesn't really matter because it's almost certainly going to go to a Republican. Uh, probably the incumbent, John Kennedy. No relation to the actual John Kennedy. I think maybe that's a form of plagiarism that we need to look <laughs> into. Um, but the Democratic opponent, the main one, Gary Chambers, he is. Uh, he gained a lot of popularity on social media for filming a campaign ad where he smoked a joint in his front yard. Hey, hmm. full full support. Yep. All right, so uh, we're gonna call this one for uh, John Kennedy. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Boom. Boom. And boom. From just looking, I don't know if y'all knew this, well, but he was a Democrat and turned Republican. Mm-hmm. That's true. A lot of them were because uh, people say the party switch isn't real. It's real. the The meanings changed. The ideologies changed. There are several Democrats who became Republicans because of multiple reasons. We'll have to get into it another time. Well, it's a whole lot easier to win in most states as a Republican. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Next up, Maryland, uh, incumbent Democrat Chris Van Hollen, Republican Chris Chafee. 
I don't think we have anything to add yeah. about that one. Bad I wonder problem. if there any relation to Lincoln Chafee. I looked that up. I don't think so. Because oh, I was wondering the same thing. Because yeah. uh, wasn't Lincoln Chafee back in the uh, 2016? Yeah, he year came back for something. That wanted to do the uh, the metric system. Yeah, he was like, we He's ha- like we have the best. Uh, we have the best campaign. We're gonna do something really, really crazy. <laughs> We're gonna bring back the metric system. <laughs> Or not bring it back, but bring it in. Like, no other Jesus. campaign is promising the radical things I am. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, that was beautiful. Next up, we got Missouri. Another one that I wish would have been closer. Because I don't know if you remember Jason Kander from 2016. Uh, he did a campaign ad because Roy Moore at the time said that if he was elected, he would take away the guns. So he released a campaign ad where he dismantled and reassembled a gun while blindfolded. That's impressive. Yeah, mm-hmm. he is one of uh, one of my favorite politicians. I follow him on Twitter still. Uh, he's great, really good guy. Uh, when he ran in twenty sixteen, it was incredibly close, like ridiculously close. And so there was hope, you know, but uh, it's, it's not going to happen. Republican uh, Roy Blunt's retiring, so the Republican that won the primary, Eric Schmidt. Remember, in the primary, there were three different guys named Eric running, and Trump said, "I'm endorsing Eric." And never said the last name. You know what? I gotta give this one to Trump. Um, you'll never hear me say that again. But I gotta give this one to Trump. Uh, that's that's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know what's interesting? Uh, you know Bush Light, the beer. Yeah. Uh, that's actually the Harris of that organization is actually the Democratic opponent. Huh. Yeah. So. Well, you'd think they'd vote for him, but uh, you would think it'd be closer, but uh, Appar- apparently, not. apparently not. Bush White just doesn't take it over there in, in Missouri. Mm. Yeah, Missouri. Be- better known as Misery. <laughs> Probably to Eric Schmidt, but it could maybe be a toss-up. Next up, ready to move on? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, def- yeah, I'm definitely good. To go. Next up, uh, we got Nevada. Uh, Catherine Cortez Masto, the incumbent Democrat, against Adam Lexall, the former Attorney General of Nevada. Uh, Catherine Cortez Masto won 47.1% of the vote last election, and Nevada's going to be one that's very close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to. I think I think the Republicans are going to take this. It could go either way. It could. I just don't see it going another way. I I'm going to have to go Democrat on this one. I hope you're right. Just because okay. of the the huge Latino vote in the area, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I know that that demographic has been shifting towards Republicans. And Adam Lexalt's probably, like, the best candidate they could have gotten. Because if they had gotten a, a crazy one, then there's no way this would even be competitive. But I don't know. It's, it's going to be close. But I think uh, the Democrat edges that one out barely. Yeah, I think the Democrats will take it. All right, next up. Barely, though. Next up, New Hampshire. Maggie Hassan won in 2016 with 48% of the vote. And is going up against the Republican Don Bullduck, a uh, former general. And this one's gotten a lot tighter in recent weeks. It used to be like Maggie Hassan had a huge advantage, and now it's really gotten a lot tighter. Yeah, that's that's tighter than I thought it would be. Wow. I still don't think <clears throat> uh, the Republican can win this one. No, I don't, I don't either. Fun fact about New Jersey. They have a Republican governor who's very popular and is going to win by about 20 points and does this repeatedly for some reason. Uh, he actually endorsed a different candidate in the Republican primary. And Trump endorsed the person that's the nominee now. And Trump's endorsement ended up winning, uh, but I'm not sure he's going to be very popular with a lot of the establishment Republicans in the area. So we'll see what happens, but I'm going to give it to... I'm in New Hampshire. I misspoke. I'm sorry. 
But yeah, we're gonna go with uh, the Democrats. Good call. And thank you yeah, for I'm your. Say Democrats. One of those blue northeastern states is going Democrat. Next up, New York. Chuck Schumer, Joe Pinion, a TV host from Newsmax. I mean, they really pulled all the stops out on this one. Do we uh, really need to discuss this too much? I think it's gonna be really close, guys. Really, I mean, no, no, it's not. Chuck's no, gonna win. Chuck's winning. Uh, he might, you know, he might honestly break his record. I gotta say this one for my sister if she ever listens to it. Run, Chuck, run! Or no, it's lead, Chuck, lead! That's what it is. Is your sister a closet Chuck Schumer fan? Uh, no, she really likes Charlie Brown. And uh, in one of the Charlie Brown movies, uh, Peppermint Patty has been leading the whole time. And then Charlie Brown kind of steps up and does something. And Peppermint Patty is like, lead, Chuck, lead! Oh, man. Makes me happy. All right, next up, North Carolina. Hey, that's where we live. Uh, it's an open seat. Republican <laughs> Ted Budd, who has texted me just about every day since early voting. God, I hate Ted Budd. I have get, I don't know why Ted Budd's campaign thinks there's any chance I'm going to vote for him. Good thing I never get political text. And uh, Democrat Cherry Beasley, former NC Supreme Court Justice. And her she lost election in 2020. Uh, but it was very close. It was one of the closest like, elections in the like state. It's like 4,000 votes. Yeah, it was ridiculously close. So there is a chance. But it has been slipping. Ted Budd's been getting a big lead as of late. So, And I just don't think that it's going to happen this year. So I'm going to have to give this one to Ted Budd out of anger and his rage. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, I like Beasley. She seems like a really nice lady. Um, and honestly, she seems like she would do pretty well. Um, I really hate Bud. Um, I, you know what? I There's a chance. There, there's a solid chance this could be an upset. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to happen. But, I, you know, I got to hope. You got to hold on to that. Mm. All right. Next up, you we got to... Don't skip me again. I thought you went at the beginning. Did you not? No. Oh, okay, go then. What do you think? Well, I think this might be a toss-up. I feel like Ted Budd would win, but I feel like also at the same time, this Beasley would also win because we have a Democratic governor, and I feel like a lot more people appeal to him more, so I feel like she could be getting support from people who like our governor, who are people, and she'd probably get more votes like that way, but I feel like it's also going to be a toss-up between either way. It could be Ted Budd, it could be Cherry Beasley. I don't really have a definite one for this one well actually the interesting thing about the north carolina election i'm actually did they did the supreme court allow them to use the new map or are we still under the gerrymandered map? the new map is what's being used the new map is what's being yeah used. that's why we get jeff jackson oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay so we're under a new map north carolina was extremely gerrymandered for the longest time uh heavy to the republicans and uh over the last year they've been redistricting and uh they 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 worked on that and so like you know i think that like i think with that young people are a lot less likely to pick up a phone or to to deal with an exit poll when voting yeah i think there's still a shot she could have a lot of people that are not you know being counted in these polls that might come out that would be super cool. But I, I still think Ted Budd yeah. takes it, unfortunately. All right, next up, we got an easy one. North Dakota, incumbent John Hoven. Republican. I think the Democrats take this one. You think so? No. Wow, bold prediction. No, I do not. This will not <laughs> no, be an upset. This yeah. will not be an upset. Yeah, 78.5% no, his opponent, Katrina Christensen, a professor, has no chance whatsoever. It's going to the Republicans. 
All right, next up, this is another one I did uh, that I think is going to be a bit of an upset. Ohio, the Democratic uh, representative Tim Ryan against the former Democrat uh, and alleged Republican, J.D. Vance. In 2016, the Republican won 58% to 37%. In 2018, the Democrat won 53% to 46%. So Ohio, a lot of people are saying, is now a Republican state, but I don't think that's fully true. I think with the right combination of the ideal candidate and the non-ideal candidate, there's a chance. I mean, I definitely think there's a chance for uh, for Ryan. He's only behind, like, a little over five points. It's definitely in the area where it could be an upset, but uh, Ohio is one of those other states that has a huge uh, right-leaning mm -hmm. right uh, gerrymandering problem. Mm -hmm. And uh, I believe they did not get theirs fixed no, before they did not. the election. Mm -hmm. So I I got to say Vance takes this yeah. one, unfortunately. And I think mm -hmm. if they had uh, fixed the gerrymandering issue, and I, I, I think it would have been a, a, a shoe-in for uh, Ryan. But uh, I, I don't think that happens. It could be a toss-up either way, but I feel like in the end, J.D. Vance would probably take it. My, uh, I used to hate Tim Ryan a lot because on one of the debates uh, for the Democratic primary, Bernie uh, said something to him, and Tim Ryan was like, you don't have to yell. <laughs> and then he made that a campaign merch thing. <laughs> don't have to yell. <clears throat> but no, he's, he's developed a lot better. He, he's really, you, you do have to yell, Tim Ryan, and I'm glad you understood that now. Uh, next up, we got three easy ones. Uh, Oklahoma, uh, James Lankford against yeah. Madison Horn, cybersecurity person. Yeah, we don't even, yeah, Republican? Yeah, yep. Okay. Uh, the, the special election in Oklahoma, Mark Wayne Mullen, Kendra Horn. Any thoughts? Yeah, special going to Republican. Yeah, it's going to Republican. Wait, yeah. are Kendra and Madison related? Because No, they are not. No. Next up, Oregon. The Democrat, Ron Wyden. Republican, Joe Ray Perkins, who has absolutely no chance whatsoever of winning. She's nope. actually perhaps the craziest Republican Senate candidate. Uh, because in her acceptance speech, she thanked Q. Q and on. He's like, I want to thank Q for letting this happen. Oh, gosh. That's disgusting. No, I she's got no chance. Now. So three in a row we knocked out. Let's go with the next one. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania against alleged Dr. Mehmet Oz and uh, John Fetterman, the Democratic lieutenant governor. 2016, it was very close, 48.8 to 47.3. 2018, it was not as close. The Democrat won by a significant amount, 55 to 42. Fetterman's very popular. And up until recently, he was up no question. Like, this wasn't even a thing. But because of his stroke and his health issues, a lot of people are questioning him and his capacity to, to perform at the, the job. Yeah, and in all reality, like, the, the Fetterman camp, uh, campaign, the, like, they kind of were a little bit shady about how they released certain medical information. Mm -hmm. They haven't released his, uh, his medical uh like info all the way or anything, but uh, they 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 kind of at the beginning just didn't let on that the stroke was as big a deal as it was. They were a little late in explaining that he'd had a stroke. They've not been super forthcoming along the way until recently, um, which didn't really hurt him to be honest. Because I mean he was you know zinging like crazy on like Twitter and stuff and like. <laughs> It's been incredible to watch. I think Fetterman's a really good candidate, but uh, that that debate 
that debate really hurt him. Yeah, it was tough to watch. Um, uh, I think he's a great guy. Uh, he's done a lot of good things, and I think his elected would do a lot better than Dr. Oz. But it's just a lot of people are going to have questions about that now. Yeah, I still think Fetterman wins this one, but uh, I I don't think it's going to be pretty. Yeah, This could go either way. If anyone wins, it's going to be close. And have what do you mean if anyone wins? Someone well, is going it, to win. Well, if any, well duh, when someone wins, it's going to be close. You know what I mean? You know what, Jesse? I think you're on to something, though. Because <laughs> at the end of this election, the the most, as you're saying, the most important election of our time. They say that every time. Every, every time. year. And I'm, you know what? If somebody wins, if they don't, I think no matter what, we all lose. Maybe. That's right. Maybe the real election was the friends we made along the way. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Next up, we got two easy ones. South Carolina, Republican incumbent Tim Scott against Christy Matthews. Tim Scott. No question. Yeah, unfortunately, Tim Scott. Next up, uh, the next Republican majority leader, probably after Mitch McConnell retires, uh, John Thune from South Dakota uh, against Brian Bangs, the Democratic challenger. Uh, we don't even need to talk yeah, about that one. Yeah. John Thune wins. Easy. All right. We got four left. Uh, actually, I want to end on the hard ones. So we'll, we'll, we'll do these in non-alphabetical order. All right. All right. Uh, Vermont, easy one. Yeah. Gerald Malloy, Peter yeah. Welch. Uh, Peter Welch is going to win. Yeah, Peter Welch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no question there. Next one, uh, Washington State. This one's gotten a little bit closer. Yeah, this one's interesting. But uh, I still think uh, Murray's going to win. Uh, Patty Murray, the Democratic incumbent against uh, Tiffany Smiley, the Republican challenger. I think Patty's going to win maybe 56%, something around that. But yeah. uh, I think she, I think she's uh, I think it's pretty clear she's going to win. Yeah, Patty will win. All right. Two races to go. You ready? Yes. All right. Next one up is Utah, which, very interesting, there is no Democrat in Utah. I think the Democrats still take it. <laughs> The write-in votes, that's how they get yeah, it. They're, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just going to write in, uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, Tom Hanks. <laughs> There's no way he would run as an <laughs> Tom Hanks would probably run as an independent if he ever Yeah, ran. that's actually, yeah, that's very possible. Yeah. So, Mike Lee, the Republican incumbent, won his last election with 68.2% oh, of the vote. I don't like that guy. Yeah, we're not a fan of Mike Lee. What's very interesting is the Democrats decided not to run a candidate and instead put all their uh, resources and support behind independent candidate Evan McMuffin. It's not McMuffin, it's McMullen. Okay, I was like, there's no way. I, you know, he would be interesting. He w- That would be very interesting to see. I'd like see. to see him. If I but uh, you know what? I just don't think that's going to happen. I would love for it to happen. But I remember when he ran for president in 2016. He said his I knew I'd heard his name before. Yeah. And one of my favorite moments of any debate this year, uh, Mike Lee said, we can't trust him because he says he's not a Democrat, but he voted for Joe Biden in 2020. And then Evan McMullen responded, well, you voted for me in 2016. (laughs) (laughs) Because a lot of these Republican senators are on the record in 2016 saying they they weren't going to vote for Trump and didn't vote for Trump. So way to to call him out on his shit, Evan. Good for you. Uh, I would love it if Evan won. Don't think it's super likely, though. Giving it to Mike Lee. Yeah, I feel like Mike Lee will win it, even though I'd like to see McMillan win. Well, he said if he wins, he's not going to caucus with the Republicans or the Democrats. So yeah, we need more options. Like a legitimate independent. 
good. Like, I think Bernie's the closest we have now. I know Angus King is independent, but he's... I'm not really sure why I honestly forgot about Angus King. Yeah, fun fact. The largest snowman in the world is named after him. Huh. Can you guess what that snowman's name was? Angus Angus King? King. It was Angus King! You're right! (laughs) Wow. Who would have thought? Last one in the Senate races we have is Wisconsin. Uh, Democratic challenger Mandela Barnes against the Republican incumbent Ron Johnson, who is probably the one that I most want to lose. Unfortunately, uh, due to a lot of negative attack ads against Mandela, he's gone down in the polls a bit lately. Uh, I'm still going to give it to him, though, just barely. Give it to Mandela Barnes. He's the current lieutenant governor, and Ron Johnson is not very well liked by a lot of people. So we're going to give it to Mandela Barnes just barely. You know what? We've got we've got about four and a half percent difference. That's definitely within a margin of error. And I mean, I don't know. I think Johnson's gonna win this one, but I really hope not. I feel like he's winning too. Okay. I think you know what? I don't. I think it's a toss up. It could go either way. I'm really hoping Barnes wins though. Yeah. Well, that's all the Senate races, and we have a few governors' races we're gonna talk about. Uh, real quick, Texas, Florida, Georgia, three states where it looked like at one point in time the Democrats would have a chance. Uh, now it is very clear that they don't have chances in any of these three, with the exception yeah. of maybe Georgia, but even then it's flimsy. Yeah, I mean, okay, so like let's let's go with uh, let's go with Georgia since you brought it up. Um, you know, I think there's still a good solid chance. Abrams could make a comeback, but uh, like that's right. That's seven and a half, almost eight percent uh, difference there. I, I just uh, it, I don't think. And and the last time she ran against him, it was very close. I don't think it'll be as close this time. Yeah, I I think Kemp wins this one, unfortunately. Yeah, and then Florida with uh, former governor Charlie Crist, who was actually a former Republican governor, and then yeah. he. I think that, and then he ran again as an independent and lost. And now he's get he's got the trifecta. He's ran as all three major American parties: Republican, Democrat, and neither, because there is no viable third party in this country. Very sad. Unfortunately, that is the case. Um, we said uh, uh, Florida te- and Texas, Florida, Texas with you know really okay. well-known opponents. Same with Georgia, really well-known opponents, and they're just not doing very well at all. Yeah, actually, Texas was pretty interesting. To start off with, um, yeah. we had uh, Beto O'Rourke versus uh, uh, Greg Abbott. Uh, yeah, Greg yeah. Abbott. I'm looking for the poll here. There we go. Um, so, I mean, it looks like a landslide for Abbott right now. But, you know, <clears throat> a couple months ago, looking at polling, it wasn't quite as bleak. Um, but, I like, it's – he's still not ter- – for Texas, he's pretty – He's doing pretty well. Beto is. He's going past forty-two percent. Yeah, that's and, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. But, I mean, I think in the wake of the Uvalde uh, shooting and the, the terrible mismanagement of police there, and the, I just think, I think Texas is very split. I think the cities are really really ready for new leadership. on the state level but I think rural Texas and the horrible horrible gerrymandering there it's it's like so bad 
there's there's just no chance that happens. If Beto somehow wins this, um, you know what? I will eat my underpants. Wow, you're gonna fry them? Uh, no, I'm straight up. Wow, that's that's no. bold. I heard a guy say that about Trump winning, and he would eat his underpants. Would he eat his underpants? You know, I'm not sure. <laughs> you can track this guy down. But, uh, but yeah, there's all kinds of governors races besides those ones. Those are just the ones with really popular well-known Democrats that aren't doing as well. In most other governor's races, it's it, it looks close. like the Democrats have a pretty fair shot. Yeah. In Kansas and Oklahoma, there's a significant chance that a Democrat could be governor of those, which is very interesting. Yeah, currently in Kansas, Kelly is up. Uh, he's the Democrat, 49.8 uh, versus 47.3%. So. Yeah, what's very interesting, I think Republicans are going to see a lot more backlash, especially on the whole abortion thing. Yeah, the Hobbs decision really, really like slapped them in the face. Yeah, I don't think a lot of them were prepared for that, but uh, it'll be interesting to see because you have Wisconsin, and that one is pr that one's probably gonna oh that one's tight. I, it's like I, really I think tight. I'm gonna give it to Evers. I also am going to give it to Evers. Yeah, it's, I mean, he's behind 0.1%. Yeah, I, I think we got to give it to Evers. The, the problem is, in states like Minnesota and Wisconsin, and I think it's just these two states, it, and it might have to just be Minnesota, but there's a third party called the Legal Marijuana Now Party, and um, they usually get about 6% of the vote. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. But you know what? So I believe in that. May, and then, well, we got to talk about Oregon real quick. Yeah, we do. Because they could actually have a Republican governor. Um, yeah, because there's two actually two Democrats want running. The lieutenant governor, I th I'm pretty sure it's the, the current lieutenant governor. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure. And but she is they're all women. I'm pretty sure. Is the third? Um, yeah, I know I those two so. are women. I'm yeah. not sure about the third one. I'm yeah I'm not sure about the independent candidate, but yeah. uh, or but the what, what what party are they? They're running as independent. Okay, yeah. It's either independent or nonpartisan. Okay, yeah, yeah I. Currently, Kotek is up. Um, she's the Democratic candidate. You know, there's. She's up by you know, like one percent, a little she, less than one percent. No, she's up by. Uh, yeah, a little less than one percent. Yeah. Percent. God, I can't do math. Um, but is the okay that the independent candidate are they? Do they lean? Which way do they lean? Do you know? They, uh, from my understanding, they were a former Democrat. Okay, well, you know, I think that uh, I think Kotek will probably pull a few more voters in from that. Yeah, because I'm gonna give this one to Kotek. Typically, candidates like that gain a lot of traction at one point, and then as it gets closer, they lose a lot of that. Yeah. So we'll see. Other than that, the only other governor's race I wanted to mention, uh, Oklahoma. Um. Yeah. Okay. So. The polling has been all over the place. Some of the polls have had Hoffmeister up by a few points. Some of the polls have had Stid up by double digits. I know Stid is not very popular over there. And what's interesting is his Democratic opponent just became a Democrat, like recently. Was a Republican that switched parties. Yeah. And her big thing is education. Education. we got to fix the school system. And in a place where the school systems are not great, that message is really resonating with a lot of people. Yeah, and also, like, right after the Hobbs decision, yeah. Kansas uh, put a uh, statewide abortion ban, full ban, on their ballot. And, uh, you know, in the during the primary election, that was on their, mm -hmm. that was on their local ballot. And uh, 
it didn't it, pass. It yeah. didn't pass. They they voted against it by a pretty big number too. Wait, was it Oklahoma or was it? Kansas? It was Kansas that did it was that. Kansas. Yeah. yeah, never mind. Sorry, I take that back. Yeah. I get them confused. They're right on top of each other. Yeah, that's all right. <clears throat> well, yeah, Jesse, do you have any governor's elections you wanted to talk about? Uh, no, I didn't really look into the governor's races. Okay. So we'll wrap this up, unless there's anything you want uh, to mention. We should probably talk about Arizona. Yeah, Arizona is going to be a, a, a tough one. Because yeah, Katie Hobbs versus Carrie uh, uh, Lake. Carrie Lake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, the the crazy thing about this one is Carrie Lake is only up by like a little bit. Yeah. yeah like a little over about not, not quite about two a percent points, and a half. Yeah. And the problem is she uh, is a full-on election denier. She went on CNN uh, in prime time. They asked her if she lost her election, would she acknowledge uh, her, her loss? And she said, when I win, I will acknowledge the results of that election. They asked her again, and they kept pressing her, and she just said the same thing over and over. She's also a TV personality. Um and uh, I believe she was like a, uh, like a news, news anchor, anchor for a little or, bit, or did yeah, something with the weather or something. something like that. And she's very, very popular. Um, I, I, I think she's nuts. Um, but I think she's gonna win Arizona's governorship. Oh no! Which will impact elections there drastically for sure. Well, that's all right. Oh, uh, it's not all right, but that's kind of a bummer. Can we end on a positive note? We're still uh, alive. We're still, and I'm hey, not sure that's a positive. We're going to end on a positive note. Uh, Pennsylvania, uh, what's his face? Uh, Shapiro, he's going to win easily. No yeah, problem. That's true. And we're back from our brief recess. We just had to collect our tears over the impending doom we're all facing. Yeah. Uh, you talked about trying to end on a positive note. Uh, you know, it's. Jesse might can. <laughs> Jesse, make it positive. The end is not near. The end is here. That's not positive. That's, that's, you know what? That actually might be positive. Well, think about it because you don't have to. You know, you're not dreading it with anticipation if you're already inside of it. Oh man! But anyway, let's just take a few minutes to talk about the house. Yeah. If if it's a repeat of last year and the polls, I'm hoping there's a polling error just like last year. Only it affects the Republicans instead of the Democrats. Yeah, I mean, me too, but I, I don't see that happening. No, um, I, I think if Democrats are able to hold it, it'll be maybe by like one or two at the bare minimum. And if Republican, what's mo much more likely is Republicans win. Um, I guess we should say this because we didn't. Um, currently, there's like a 45 and 100 chance that the Democrats hold the Senate. Um, that via, that's, that's via uh, the 538 thing poll. that we've been using. Um, yeah. It's not. It's it's fairly accurate, but that doesn't mean it's going to hold true. Yeah. Um, I think that there will be some upsets. I, 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 I personally think the Democrats yeah. are actually going to keep the Senate. I think they're going to keep it and... Expand. Yeah, I'm thinking they're going to expand. Uh, I'm hoping for 53, uh, but I know realistically that's unlikely, but I can still hope for I'm, it. I'm thinking 51, but I'm hoping yeah. for 53 or 54. Well, 52 is the, the number needed to get rid of the filibuster. God, that'd be amazing. Because right now they have 48 Democrats who will get rid of it. Yeah. And so they just need two more that will back yeah. them up on that. They, they got to get somebody to replace Joe Manchin and uh, Kirsten Sinema. Yeah. Their votes, anyways. Um, and currently the House is uh, slated more likely to go to the Republicans.
if that becomes by law. Yeah, it, how much, how many more seats they're going to have is, it varies, but this determines a lot of things. It determines, uh, like Kevin McCarthy has already said, when we win the House, we're going to investigate Hunter Biden. Yeah, uh, there's uh, there was a uh, either a memo or some sort some sort of uh, packet that went out uh, among some Republican donors and, and, and Republican politicians, uh, and they stated that if they get the House, uh, they're they're going to uh, push for a national abortion ban. Uh, they're going to uh, they're going to cut taxes on the wealthy and cut the corporate tax. Um, they are going to uh, institute uh, shoot. What was the other thing? Um, oh, they're going to start investigating both Hunter Biden and uh, investigate the January sixth committee, and uh, which basically means just all the gains the Democrats have made over the last two years. Uh, just going to just go away. They're they're going to do their best to destroy. But we said good news. We As said, let's end politics. positively. We're going to end with good news. The positive note is this. Uh, no matter what happens, Joe Biden, or at the very least a Democrat, will be the president for the next two years. And unless the Republicans just do really, really well and ride that red wave on the victory, uh, there, there, there's no chance uh, that Biden can't just veto things. Yeah. So hold on to that. And Biden's still going to be able to get all his judges in for the next two years because the Democrats uh, will be in the Senate and the Senate, the House has nothing to do with judges. So the judges were good on that department yeah. for the next little bit. And still, I think it'll be very difficult because I don't feel like every single Republican, like one thing that Nancy Pelosi, I don't, not, not the biggest fan of her, but one thing she is very good at doing is getting all of the caucus to agree. Yeah. Which I don't think Kevin McCarthy has the same ability to no, do. No, no, I don't think so either. Yeah. Because like, Marjorie Taylor Greene working together with him just it's it's not going to work. Yeah, um, I think uh, also in good news if you live here locally in uh, North Carolina, yeah. especially if you live in the the, the new District yeah. Fourteen, District Fourteen, you have some good news. Jeff Jackson is one hundred percent going to win. He is absolutely going to win. He's going to absolutely destroy the other guy. Uh, if by some weird chase of events that doesn't happen, I'm going to be very sad. But. Um, actually, there there is a toss up, or not a toss up, but it's it's not unlikely that uh, the Democrat in uh, uh, North Carolina uh, uh, District Thirteen. Yeah, he could win as well. Uh, is that Hines? Yeah, Hines is the Republican. Yeah. Oh, oops. Yeah, Nichols is the Democrat. Yeah, 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 you're right. Um, there is a there's a shot there, if and if Democrats can pick up uh, little seats like that where it's just like. You know, hard wins that they, they manage to pull off in the House. There, there's still a shot we hold on to the yeah, House. It could definitely happen. All right, Jesse, any final thoughts? I think my final thoughts is, like, at the end of the day, politics is still about politics. You're going to have different opinions. You're going to have different party members and all that stuff. And that doesn't usually ever get done because nothing ever, no one ever agrees on anything anymore these days. Unless if it's something that somehow everyone agrees on it, which is rare. But at the end of the day, I'm excited to see where this election goes and to see if there's any waves on any side because it could probably show who wins 2024. Oh, yeah, it's definitely going to be influenced for sure. My final thought is that Matt Gates was the only member of Congress to vote against a uh, sex trafficking act. So just chew on that. Yeah, Gates, Gates. Um, 
Is that your, is that your only final thought? That's my final thought, yeah. Okay. Uh, I think my final thoughts are uh, get out and vote. Uh, don't don't give up hope. Uh, if you're Republican, please give up hope. No, I'm kidding. Go vote. Um, <laughs> go vote. I may not like who you vote for, but, you know, it's a civic duty. It's, uh, it's our responsibility. And, you know, it's yeah, it's a thing. Um, but, yeah, no, go vote. Um, I... I genuinely think it's not going to be as much of a Republican blo- like bloodbath against Democrats as I think it's uh, going to be a lot closer as people are mm-hmm. saying. Yeah, I think it's going to be pretty close. Yeah, I'm not um, seeing any waves of getting rid of five. We'll see. We'll see. All right, thank you both for being here. Thank you everyone for listening. This one was pretty lengthy. We covered a lot. Hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to share the podcast with your friends, the Republicans, the Democrats, Independents, the Green uh, Party. No. Well, maybe, no. but the Green Party cost us both Al Gore and Hillary. Yeah, fair enough. Well, no, Hillary was her own fault, but uh, <laughs> it, it's Ralph Nader's fault Al Gore lost. Well, well, blame. It's, we're not going to place blame on these, these people. I'm sure they're very lovely. Anyway, this is the end of the episode. Bye. Bye.